Podcasting from CMT. Welcome to Cody Allen's podcast. It's Cody Cast. It's happening this Sunday, the ACM Awards, Academy of Country Music Awards from Nashville. We are going to take you on a little behind-the-scenes look at the show with the man who knows it all about the show, CEO of the ACMs, Damon Whiteside. By the way, watch on CBS Sunday night at 8 p.m. 7 Central. Hello, Cody. It's Damon. How are hey, you? Man, I'm good. How you doing? I'm okay. And I'm, I have to apologize for my froggy voice, but I actually uh, came down with some bronchitis this weekend. Oh, no. Yeah, so I don't sound so great, but... Um, but I can still, I, I hope my brain yeah. works a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm only throwing softballs here, so. Um, <laughs> but seriously, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, hey, by the way, thanks for letting me serve on the board. I was so honored to hold the seat. Bob Kingsley, the like, legendary radio personality who passed away. I mean, if you would have told me as a kid, because I grew up listening to Bob Kingsley, that I, my name might be mentioned next to his, <laughs> I would have told you you're crazy. <laughs> but that was so much fun to be a part of the board, which makes all the big decisions. So let's talk about that. And by the way, I had sympathy on you because you got the job December 2019, took the job, you know, took over January 6th, and then all of a sudden America shut down in March. You had to make a lot of big decisions about yeah. last year's show really fast. And so yeah. walk me through that for a second, canceling last year, and what that was like, what kind of weight that was. Yeah, for sure. I mean, nobody really anticipates this much uh, volatility in your first year on a job. Right. I mean, it's hard It's hard enough just to learn all the people and learn how things work and everything. So I was just, yeah, I would, as you said, I was starting in January and I flew out to California because our offices um, are out in, Cal in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, and um, I flew out there, you know, first first day of work and ready to go in and meet the people. And we already had our show all, all sold out in Vegas in April and April 5th was the show date. And and so for me, I was just going in just feeling like I'm going to just kind of watch everybody and learn. And I'm just going to ask questions and just kind of observe to let everybody do their job and and make notes and then kind of figure out what things would need to be tweaked for the following year. So that was kind of my plan was just to be a sponge and go in and observe. But then ultimately, you know, two months into it, things started to change, um, you know, once the pandemic hit and then, you know, slowly but surely, you know, things were closing down. But at that point, as you'll remember, everybody was so hopeful that now we're going to quarantine for two weeks and then things are going to be better. Right. And you know, we're going to get back to work and all of that. So, you know, we we waited as long as we could to, to cancel the show in Vegas, but then ultimately, you know, had ultimately the the governor of um, Nevada ended up shutting the state down. So we, we didn't have a choice anyway, but um, we certainly weren't going to put artists at risk or fans or any of that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that, that kind of started it. And then everything has been literally like a, uh, hold on tight, crazy ride ever since then. And it has not slowed down one second. <laughs> Obviously the show went on in September um, from three uh, sites. Again, that'll be the case this time around. You'll have three sites in Nashville, uh, the Bluebird Cafe, uh, the Ryman and the Grand Ole Opry stage. So um, what yep. worked well last time and what did you want to change? Yeah. You know, um, first of all, the, 
we were so proud of the show in September. I mean, especially being our first time in our history in Nashville, the Academy has never um, held the award show in Nashville. It has always been, it, it started for, for the first um, many years of the show. It was based in Los Angeles at many iconic venues throughout Los Angeles. And then it moved to Las Vegas. And so, and then the only other exception to that, of course, was when I went to Dallas um, for our 50th anniversary in 2015. Uh, but beside that, it had always it had been in Vegas for many, many years. And um, so going to Nashville, you know, posed a lot of exciting challenges, but just, you know, we wanted to do it right. And we wanted to really honor the city and honor these iconic venues. And, you know, but also, you know, do it in a way that was, you know, really sensitive to the times because in September, I mean, it was it was still a really, really scary time. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, it really it still is even right now. It's some scary times, although we have a lot more, you know, positivity on the horizon. But in September, it just it was, you know, very dark times and people were afraid to leave their homes and artists didn't want to come out. And and so we had to you know, and being the, it was really the first um, sort of live award show that was on television since COVID. And so ourselves and at the Academy and then um, Dick Clark Productions, we had to really, you know, dig in and figure out how to do this show safely and worked closely with the city and with the venues to just figure out what we could do. And, you know, again, how to keep the artists safe. And I mean, I think we went to the ultimate extreme on safety, but I'm, proud of that because the artists felt really comfortable. They all had a good time. Um, many of them thanked us, um, including Carrie, when she, you know, graciously, when she did her speech for winning entertainer of the year and talked about how safe she felt. So that, that was really exciting for us. And so, you know, but we had so many poignant moments and we just got such great fan feedback from that show and just the industry loved it and we I mean the the press reviews were incredible around that so we were so proud of it and so I'd say you know the main the main difference now going into this show in April is that you know while we'll be at the same venues again um, we're going to be live live at all three of those venues whereas we had we were not live at the Ryman in September Mm -hmm. Um, retaped all of that so this time we're going to be live live at all three um but also um you know where we know where people are now you know sort of mentally and emotionally and people are ready for some fun and they want music and they want the comfort of seeing their favorite artists and they want they, they want some positivity because you know things are, are are improving with the pandemic and you know, the vaccines are becoming more widely available now and people are starting to feel like they, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel and they may be able to get back to normal life this year. So because of that, the show this year is going to be, I think there'll be more fun elements to it. There's going to be more positivity, more optimism. There'll still be poignant, heartfelt moments too. Um, But at the same time, it's just really going to be a return to a really great, big, fun country music show that's just packed with music. Well, I can't wait. Again, April 18th. You mentioned uh, Carrie uh, obviously tying with Thomas Rhett for Entertainer of the Year. I wondered when moments like that happen, and especially because you're you're the top guy. So did you, did you know that was going to happen that way? Did you have any inkling ahead of time that there would be a tie? No, I had, I had no idea. Um, you know, it was... <laughs> 
it just really added on to the sort of craziness of last year. It's like one of those things where I just went, you know, you, you couldn't write a story any better than this, a fictional story, but this is real life. So, um, so, you know, it, but I, I really at first was just completely shocked. And then it was like, you know, I, I wanted to find out, has this ever happened before? And it had turned out that it never had happened before for any of our awards. Um, so it was just one of those, crazy situations but i mean literally you know we have um a an accounting firm that you know counts all of that and you know everything is is guaranteed by them to be accurate so i know it's accurate it's just one of those things that literally they just each got the exact same number of votes and you know based on our bylaws at the academy if there's a tie then both artists win it's not a runoff or anything like that it's both artists win so um they both got trophies and they're both our reigning entertainer of the year and they're both you know very much deserving of that so yeah well carrie's response was great which was i think 2020 you know <laughs> what do you expect it was a crazy year <laughs> um this year keith urban and mickey guyton will be co-hosting uh the show um, talk about why they were the right ones for the job and particularly adding yeah. Mickey to the to the show. Yeah, we're so excited about it. Um, I mean, honestly, the idea came to us after we watched Mickey's performance that Keith backed her up on piano in September. Um, and it was so moving. And I that was one of my favorite moments of the show. And we were sitting, myself and fellow executive producers were all sitting, you know, of course, um, kind of near each other. Um, watching the show and after we saw that we literally started talking after the show going you know Mickey's got just such a presence about her on stage and you know when we're ACM is always leaning in supporting new artists and and just after seeing that performance with Keith and Mickey and knowing that they had kind of that that spark and that connection we just we started talking about wouldn't it be great if you know, Mickey could join Keith and could co-host for April. So we started the discussions way back then in September and it just, fortunately it all came together and, and Keith welcomed the opportunity as did Mickey. And, and obviously I think you probably saw the really fun video of when Keith surprised Mickey yeah. uh, and she couldn't believe it. And um, so it was, it was really, really fun, but now we just think they're such a good pairing. And since we're going to be in multiple venues, it, you know, it also helps Keith a little bit too, because he's got a host, you know, when we're, you know, going to all these different venues. So, um, so Mickey will be at, at one venue, Keith will be at the other venue and they'll just kind of share hosting duties. And um, it's going to be, you know, just really, I, I think it's going to just be really great chemistry for the show and couldn't be more excited than having, you know, one of our brightest new stars in Mickey being part of it. You can't have favorites when you are doing the job you're doing, but I'm looking at the lineup, which was just released. It's an incredible lineup of performances. If you were to get personal just for a moment and just like, which of these uh, performances are you most looking forward to seeing? Oh, wow. I know that it's is, a tough question. It's a tough question for sure. I mean, they're all going to be so good. And I'll tell you when we, when the show is getting booked, I mean, that's what's so difficult is you think, you know, it's a three hour show. There's plenty of room for everybody, but not everybody can fit and it's like this it's this really difficult puzzle that gets put together of just kind of trying to celebrate all of the nominees but also we want to bring back some of our favorite legends and iconic artists and so it's, and we want to have new artists and so it's this 
this really difficult balance. So I think we did a, you know, really awesome job this year of just making sure we got that balance. But, you know, I would say um, I'm always excited to see the new artist winners perform, which we haven't named who those winners are yet. So they'll both get a slot and that's always exciting because a lot of times it's their first time ever appearing or performing on an award show. So that's always exciting to see. Um, but then also, you know, I mentioned on the other side of the coin, we have our iconic superstars. And so this year with Alan Jackson, we're thrilled to have him. He'll be um, doing a, a classic hit, which we'll be seeing along with a new song from his upcoming album. Um, so just having somebody like it of his stature in the show, it just not only is it exciting to showcase his legacy, but also it's sort of a brings comfort to the fans i think to have someone like his presence in the show um we've got a really exciting um i, I think poignant performance that kenny chesney's going to do and he hasn't been in the show in a few years so that'll be really exciting um of course um carrie will be performing and she's always a highlight because um she's going to be you know celebrating her new gospel album in the show and that's going to be really really um I think breathtaking seeing that. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, Eric church will be back. And of course he did I, one of my favorite performances in the September show was stick that in your country song um, partnered up with the, with the um, Johnny cash um, ragged old flag um, poem, which was amazing. So excited to see him come back and I don't know, you know, brothers Osborne had such a year excited to see them. Um, Dirks Bentley is back and he's going to do an amazing, amazing performance that we'll be announcing soon. And it kind of just goes on and on, but it's, it's also, but then seeing too, like Carly Pierce, you know, she was nominated for her first time in the female category, uh, female of the year. So it'll be exciting to see, you know, somebody um, in that role kind of for the first time getting this big standout performance on the award show. So it's it's just going to be everything. It's going to be this roller coaster of emotions, I think, because there's going to be a lot of poignancy and we want to celebrate Nashville after the hard year it's had. But also we just want to have fun and it's going to be wall to wall music. And that's what the fans want. They just want to see their favorite artists perform really great songs. And that's what it's going to be about. 25 artists 30 songs april 18th it'll be on cbs 8 p.m eastern 7th central real quick there's a lot of complaints about female representation and particularly in the entertainer of the year category is anything being done to remedy that or is that solution going to come you know more naturally as the industry realizes learns from the past and grows sure well, fortunately, I think we've seen that, um, you know, in general, female presence has dramatically increased. A lot of the various um, country industry partners have really shined a light on on female artists over the last few years. And I think we're really starting to reap the benefits of that. Um, I mean, as evidenced, I mean, what we like to point to is um, the fact that all five of our single of the year nominees are female songs, female driven songs. And that's yeah. like that's never happened in our whole history. Um, yeah, so I thought it was remarkable when those when I saw the nominations come out and the, and to have the five single of the year noms be uh, yeah. women represented again a first. I mean that was huge, and then also just kind of looking overall at the composition of nominees, um, we've got we're I mean we're close to to fifty fifty in terms of the nominations, female to male. 
So that's something that hasn't happened for us in a lot of years either. So I think we're really making headway, um, you know, in terms of entertainer of the year, I get asked that question a lot and it's difficult. We have a lot of artists that had really great years, you know, despite the pandemic, they were still out there really working it. And, um, you know, unfortunately this year, the females didn't make it into that top five. I think there were some that deserved it for sure. Uh, but ultimately it comes down to the voters and, you know, I think all five males that are in there deserve it as well. So I'm just, you know, really excited and gratified to see that at least overall the nominees were good, you know, close to 50, 50 balance between the two. We even had our first ever uh, female engineer of the year nominee that's never happened in our history. So it's been pretty cool to see that. And then also just see the diversity, you know, rise to the top because we've had more um, black artist nominees in a year than we've ever had too. So that's exciting to see that continue. Anything about the trophy that would surprise fans? Like for example, is it, how heavy is it? Uh, <laughs> where any plans to change it because it has evolved over the years as well. Is it, uh, or do you like the design now? It has evolved over the years. You know, we really like it because it's very iconic. You know, we call it the hat trophy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's obviously a, a cowboy hat kind of at the top of it, but it's like a really um, impressionistic kind of representation of it. Um, but now I think, I think it's great. I personally really like it. And I've said, I don't want to change it. Uh, when that topic gets brought up, because I think it really plays to our to our heritage and what the Academy's about. And, you know, I, I, I really like it and embrace it. And I'll tell you, it's incredibly heavy. Uh, I'm lucky enough that I, I won one personally a few years ago. So I have one right here on my desk and it is very, very heavy. Um, Wait, what did, you, what did you win yours for? That's awesome. Um, really won mine as an executive producer. Um, on Forever Country, which was oh, the big right. anniversary song and music video for the CMA's 50th anniversary. So right, right. I remember that. Yeah. Ironically, my my ACM award as CEO of the ACM is for is for CMA. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, you did work for the CMA for like you said. And by the way, um, fans may be interested in knowing what's the difference. I mean, it's a little bit confusing if you're a country music fan. Maybe it means you know, maybe they're both kind of the same to, to a normal fan, but what would you say is the difference? There are different differences. And then there's a lot of similarities too. I mean, we're both um, membership organizations and our members include um, those that, that are country music industry professionals that make their living in country music. Um, you know, I'd say that probably the key difference is that really our roots have been in the Southern California market. Um, that's where we were formed. And, you know, that's where, you know, our offices, you know, currently. And so we've always had much more of a of an L.A. leaning in terms of, you know, really kind of being a bridge to the L.A. entertainment market with country music mm. and really kind of formed from supporting all of the Bakersfield artists and all of the California country artists um, back in the day when there was sort of some competition between California and Nashville. So. Um, we're kind of known as the renegade organization that formed out there in California to support all those artists. And, and, um, you know, we still definitely like to kind of keep some of that renegade spirit, which is why our award show is branded as country music's party of the year. Um, cause it's, you know, it's kind of been known as taking more risks, being a little more progressive, 
a little more, you know, kind of challenging, challenging the norm, if you will, and taking some chances on, on performers in the show and just making it a little bit more fun and out of the box. And I think we've kind of tended to, to be a little bit more, um, you know, progressive in terms of like artists um, tend to have their, their first award as an ACM award. Um, we do a lot to really lean into the, to recognizing new artists. So I think that that's kind of a differentiator as well, but all in, I mean, we're friends with the CMA and, um, you know, I love Sarah Trahern. She's one of my best friends and mentors, um, who runs the CMA. And so, you know, there's a lot of similarities, a lot of similar members and members, but, you know, we try to, we try to differentiate ourselves and and do different things and our our nonprofit organizations us with lifting lives and then with the CMA foundation do very different things as well so i think we we really coexist i think the you know the fact that you, you're west coast based is most obvious because the show usually would be in vegas which you've got to be thinking about next year getting back there i suppose right well we're going to be somewhere yeah. right <laughs> we have confirmed yet believe it or not where we're going to be next year vegas is one that's in the running but um, we're hoping to announce that very very soon but as of now um it's still tbd yeah it's like the olympics where's it going to be next time yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, we want to keep everybody guessing exactly ladies and gentlemen it's des moines this year <laughs> hey uh, damon thanks for the time really great having you on the show again Happening on Sunday, April 18th, 8, 7 central on CBS. Damon Whiteside. We appreciate that, Cody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Cody Cast. Follow Cody right now at Cody Allen on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Hear Cody on hundreds of radio stations every day. And watch Cody on Hot 20 this weekend, Saturday and Sunday at 9 a.m., 8 central on CMT. Bye for now.